You are listening to WPOE, <coughs> the worst place on earth. From ABC7, Manatee County man arrested for allegedly threatening neighbors with deadly weapon. Yeah, I'm Michael from Manatee County. I'm fed up. Fed up, y'all. How many times have I told you that they're trying to take our rights away from us? Right before our very eyes. Huh? It's my property. It's my weapon. Who has a say in what I do in my private affairs? If anyone's ever seen Dirty Harry, they know I'm dead serious. Hell, I love that man. Clint Eastwood, there's a straight shooter right there. Now, people complain about his politics. Blah, 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 blah. Well, I don't like their politics, okay? There's two sides to this. You either want them to take away your rights, or you don't. You either want the government interfering with your affairs, or you want them to stay the hell out of your business. All right. So it was 2.30 p.m., and I said, What's going on in our yard, Jan? Jan's my sister. She's been visiting me a little longer than I care for, but company's all right, I guess. She's annoying as hell, but she cooks. She brought some treats for my dog. It's very nice of her, considering the last 50-odd years of our lives have been (laughs) complete hell, but I digress. You know it's hard being the first child, having another one come along. I mean, life was just fine. Then Mama got pregnant again with all things a baby girl. That's Jan. I didn't care for her. I didn't. But she made up for that, always following me around, trying to impress me. Became sweetheart of an adult, but boy, she was a pain in the ass growing up. My pain in the ass, gap to sister. <laughs> no taste, let me tell you. God love her, but she means well. Is this going to be Aaron Farr? You know, I, I, I don't want to seem insincere, but if I'm going to speak, I speak the truth, whether people like it or not. That is why I don't live in Saudi Arabia or Iraq or, you know, what not. It's not only the feminists and the gays and the foodies that get the right to speak. I do too. I live in America last time I checked. Love it or leave it. That's what I always say and you know I damn well mean it. So, again, it's 2.30 and I'm hearing a, I'm hearing a ruckus and then it's just like, it's over. I mean, it was loud. You know when I was watching Daytona 500, and I like the volume all the way the fuck up. Often my neighbors are the ones with the noise. You know, with their quinceañeras and whatnot. Whole neighborhood changed. These people come through, changing up the lot lines. Got six, seven people living in one house, painting their houses weird colors. You know, the smells and the music coming out of those homes 24-7. It's a lot. I mean, I'm kind of a loner guy anyway. Stay out of the way. Whether or not my taste leans the same way as them, 
I just like things my way, and that's that. I try to stay out of it, but when people just don't have taste, I just can't abide by it. Have some class. Guess I have standards. It's how I've always been, okay? So I like to drown all that rabble out with some race car driving, some rock and roll, good old-fashioned southern cooking. <laughs> My wife, she used to do that. She's gone now. Long story short, but the bitch was just too much. That's why my sister comes sometimes, I guess, to take care of me. Make sure I'm on the straight and narrow. It's nice of her. I mean, nobody asked. I guess she was concerned. I haven't ever lived alone now that I think about it. Went straight from uh, mama's tit to school and from the frat house to married life. <laughs> Never had a moment by myself. Perhaps I should relish in it, but... You know, I don't care much for silence. I just wish things in the neighborhood were the way they used to be. Fly an American flag, for Christ's sakes. None of this whatever pride you got for the country you don't even live in anymore. I mean, it's atrocious. Love it or leave it. And I'll say that until I'm blue in the face. Well, you'd think my race car driving would drown out the noise, but it didn't. Even with my new surround sound speakers. It's got the whole setup, man. Karen didn't like loud noises, didn't even care about the quality of the screen she was watching. She had some old black and white boob tube that was her, her mama's kitchen while she cooked. I always thought that was weird. You don't want a plasma rigged up to the wall? I could get that for you. I offered. She never wanted anything I wanted to buy her. Always spent a pretty penny on her own, though. I'll tell you that. Woman loved going to Kohl's. Never seen so many coal bucks coming in and out of a woman's wallet. You'd think she had some kind of VIP status at the mall. Some kind of list, because she's a high roller, something like that. So, now Karen's gone. And I've got my new setup in the living room. Two towers in the back, so you get the feeling like you're really there. Got some subwoofers, too. Boom! Nice set of speakers on either side of the set. The real deal, man. 360. And with all that, I still somehow hear something outside. I'll admit I was distracted by what I was watching, so it took a minute for me to register that I needed to go out and secure my property. Finally, I realized some kind of mischief is about, and I need to take care of it. I put on my pants, and I go and I get my gun. You know, Ruger GP100. Some people say it's kind of a show-off rifle. I can kind of see what they mean. You know, it's not the best for open carry. It doesn't really conceal itself, but what's the goddamn point of that? I want you to know what I'm packing, and I'm not going to apologize for packing in style. I'm proud of my Ruger. It demands respect. And I know what you're thinking about, but I know how to keep it tucked away. I'm not one of these maniacs keeping it under their pillow unlocked. I know in a situation how to unlock and aim in seconds. I trained. I train often, actually, in my spare time. There's this place, locked and loaded, I like to go to. They've got moving target practice, and you can talk to real professionals about your exact model. They have all kinds of insight into what purchases you need to make to protect your home. Real diversity of knowledge in there. They even have some for the ladies. And they'll be able to give you the right size and the right weight for your grip. Last thing you want is a piece coming out of your purse you can't hold straight. Bad guys will see that coming a mile away. So, to get to my point, there's this family... And I always ask them to be quiet around Christmas and New Year's because it's always the same. Some huge tortilla festival or whatnot. 
Like they say, if we give them what they wanted, they'd have taco trucks in every corner. And, okay, tacos are delicious, but we all know what kind of chaos that would be if we had people running things who, I mean, you know, we don't even know where their meat comes from, okay? We got borders for a reason. And I know you're one of those people who tells it like it is, so I'm not going to mince words here. There may be some good people out there, but these people, you can't trust them. They could be criminals. Half of them just got here, it seems. And honestly, it just really bothers me that they never make an effort to speak English. Like, they got something to hide. You know what I mean? They're all on government support, I'll bet. Just taking money from taxpayers, even though they're probably illegal, who knows? Don't know how they got a lease or mortgage, but I'll bet you, I'll bet they know somebody who knows how to forge all that stuff. Somebody hooked it up. White people don't have circles like that. They just got to fend for themselves. You know what I mean. So me and this family, we've sparred a bit for obvious reasons, but also because sometimes they block my driveway with that with their cars. Come on. It's a total inconvenience. I can back out, but it's just enough that if I wasn't caffeinated in the morning, I would totally take out their jalopies with my Ford F-150. <laughs> then we'll call it Ford Tough for nothing. That double-barreled, extra-wide truck bed isn't easy to back out in a hurry. Let me tell you that. Whew. Goodbye, little Mitsubishi piece of shit, whatever car it is. Not American, that's for sure, and dirty as all hell. It's hard for me to respect people who don't take care of their cars, right? It says a lot about what may be happening inside the home. So, back to my case. Finally go outside to hear what the ruckus is, and I see my lawn has just been absolutely torn into some deep tire treads. Any man who takes pride in his property knows the kind of hurt that I'm feeling. I had just finally gotten new grass in, and it was expensive. I mean, not as expensive as my divorce, but that grass was a pretty penny, especially after paying for the lawyers, the new sound system, and a couple other treats I got myself because I felt like I deserved it after everything I went through. And I did. I mean, if that woman could buy a sea of Yankee candles and rag dolls and wicker chairs, I could go get myself a proper TV and a shotgun. Come on now. Those are necessities. Essential. So I see these deep tire treads in my new lawn, and I just start yelling. You know, I've had it. And I know it's those people, and I know they, for some reason, even though I didn't do nothing but complain on their loud fiesta days or whatever, with their trumpets and their drums and their smells but for some reason these people want revenge and they've decided to hit me where it hurts so i decided you know what we're putting an end to this and i push jan aside and i know my temper can be a bit out of control sometimes i've been working on it judge mentioned it when i interrupted our divorce hearing a few times even though bitch needed my side of the story but i decided i'd had it and I grabbed my rifle, and I yelled across the street, I'm going to kill those motherfuckers, and I waltzed over there, ready to let them have it. And I guess somebody heard me, because the cops were there in like minutes. Nobody was answering the door. They rushed up to me right as I was pounding and pounding on that little shanty-ass screen door. Everything is a mess over at that place. Those people, they run that property right into the ground, I'm telling you. But the cops came, and they put me in a headlock, even though this is a neighborly dispute. Nothing more than that. And then I'm hearing all this mess about assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I did not intend to kill anybody. I'm not saying that. I came to scare them. They wouldn't listen. 
I'm standing my ground. I tried to explain to myself that if you don't give me a reason to come out here with my gun, then I don't need to come out here in the first place. I'm a man of reason. I'm not here to cause trouble. I guess stand your ground doesn't work when you're on somebody else's lawn. Somebody needs to look again in that fine print, because they were trespassing first. Jan knows. And listen here. I'm a master shot, believe that. If I wanted to kill somebody, you know it wouldn't have been an attempt. I don't miss. So next time someone messes with me and they don't think I'm serious, go check out my runs at Locked and Loaded. See how those targets look when I'm through with them. Google that shit. Go ahead. I post them on my YouTube account. Look closely at the target paper because those ain't hanging shaz, honey. Those are impact wounds. Bang, 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 bang. And you're not coming back from those shots so easy, believe me. Rock and roll. Matt's recording. I'm recording. Fuck it. Fuck it. Coronavirus is definitely still a thing. (laughs) We were right. But you guys, this is actually the first episode we've recorded since the like quarantine began. Oh yeah, we're all in our hubs now. Yeah, now now we're all in our lonely bunkers, sending out our messages to the lonely world. Come back. We've done our podcast every possible way now. We've done all three together. We've done two together, one away, and now we're all segregated. We tried an omelet. We tried it sunny side <laughs> up. We tried it scrambled. Crazy. My personal favorite. Yeah. I like the thousand-year-old <laughs> egg. Fabergé? The one that you... Have you heard of this? This is a real thing. It's an, it's an... I think it's a Chinese thing. You take an egg, and I think you... I don't even know if you cook it or if it's cooked in the process of making it, but you like bury it for like, not for a thousand years, but you bury it for long enough that it kind of like ferments and then you slice it like carpaccio. Oh no. Ew, dude. Tastes like a dead thing. Let's not shit on Chinese people right now. All right. We've got enough people doing this. <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm saying I, I love me a thousand year old egg. You did not eat one of these. This is hyperbole. But I was in China when I ate it. Oh, this is your friend you told me about who was like, hey, do you want to eat monkey brains? I know a place that still does that. My friend Samson, he did ask us if we wanted to eat the monkey brains. And uh, I said no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're still alive, right? Terrible. Do we need to talk about this? Yeah, we should move on. We warmed up enough. I don't, <laughs> I don't really want to talk about this. It's like so horrifying. and it's Quarantine brain. What's his name? Bit the heads off of hundreds of bats for oh, years. Oh, Ozzy Osbourne? Ozzy. Yeah, it's exactly. He didn't get coronavirus. So. I'm still blaming Joe Biden. So I don't believe that. No. Do you think people generally enjoy talking about it now or are people kind of over it? Because I I'm, don't. There's so much Zooming going on. And every time that I've Zoomed, like... It seems to just be quarantine talk. Yeah. Well, I think talking about it um, makes your armpits smell a little less bad. That's what you say, man. 
Is your shower <laughs> your shower cut off over there? No, but like I don't shower if I don't need to. What? Let's just leave it at Jesus, that. Jesus, Caleb. Yeah, you really don't. It's never been hotter in Florida. Oh my god. Yeah. It's like but... it's literally like a hundred degrees now. I you know. are a swamp ass city right mm. now. You're gonna mm. have to fix that. I'm wearing a diaper full of ice cubes. <laughs> I don't know, Matt. It's gotten weird. It's gotten really weird. It's weird out there. It, it really has. One thing I, I, I was thinking about uh, when recording Jess's story, Manatee Mike, was like how weird it felt talking about people interacting. <laughs> yeah, I don't really remember yeah. it. Even though the interaction is him banging on his neighbor's door with a shotgun. I still was like, people don't do that. They don't knock on each other's doors. Oh, we were just talking about this. We both had parties in our neighborhood, and instead of going over there, because why would we? We well, your neighbor called the police, and I stood out there with yeah. my phone, like twenty-four feet away from them, like I'll do something, because it's so ingrained yeah. in me not to snitch, and also I'm terrified of interacting with anyone right now. <laughs> so it's weird. It's weird because I, I think I do think there's like two kinds of people in this story, this nightmare. Black Mirror we're living oh, it's so real. In, real in real time. It's like the people that like are staying at home and are like wearing masks when they go out and all of that and the people who are literally just in their yoga pants running in like gaggles of corona clouds down the street together as if nothing's different except their gym membership ran out. Oh, the Venetian is crazy right now. I've been running when I can and like I can't run down the Venetian Causeway anymore because there are too many people. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And no one is in a mask. I mean, it's hard to run with a mask yeah. on. Like you'll It's a drag. You could pass out like you're breathing your own carbon dioxide. But uh, so I've been running somewhere else, but like it's crazy. It's like really crazy. It's crazy to me that they think it's not affecting anyone, that they can go outside and it's worth... That the whole thing, the whole thing is just about like figuring out the best workaround. You know what I mean? Oh, my gym's closed. Oh, I'll just run down the street with everybody else. Yeah, I still have to show off my Lululemons. They got to go somewhere. I have to preen around and be vain. For a while, there's this like outdoor workout gym at the end of our street. You know, those like weird like monkey bar things uh, yeah. for adults. And yeah, public space programs that, gone wrong. For like the first few weeks uh, or the first couple weeks of the, of the stay-at-home order, it was like crowded with like sausage heads, just like with their shirts off, working out together. Oh, come on. Slapping each other's butts. I'm not kidding. And uh, – eventually the police like shut it down and they they had to and they kept they wrapped it in tape and like put signs up and the the sausage heads showed up again and tore all the tape down and kept working no out. way and then the police had to like wrap the thing in like zip ties and like chains to make it uncomfortable to use it jesus that was the only way to keep people from gathering there yeah so I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I don't think people are updated to the science around it either. Like how long it lives on surfaces, you know, there's so little that's accessible to people or I feel like people just aren't, they don't care. I still so. see people. Florida like, doesn't care. I still see people online uh, posting stuff like, 
this isn't even as deadly as the common cold. <laughs> as if like that's true. Uh, no, in these past, and they'll just they'll just post a number like no, you know, six hundred thousand people died from the flu last year, and it's like, how about the the people that learned what herd herd immunity means, and they think that everyone should just infect themselves with oh, it right. so that we get the herd immunity and then we right. it just no, goes away. That's not how that works. That's like the bug chasers and the AIDS crisis. In this past three months, we've surpassed the first three, was it three years of the AIDS crisis? Like we're already there. It's pretty terrible. And people aren't taking it seriously. So do you know what's not terrible? This Bloody Mary I made. Oh yeah. We decided <laughs> this would be our Bloody Mary episode for all three of us. We'll have a photo up we of did. all of our Bloody Marys. I don't know why we don't always do this. Well, well, we do something. It's <laughs> not always this. Cheers, <laughs> all the homies. Well, but I, so I was also, I, yeah. Okay, cheers. cheers, cheers. Where'd you get that celery? I went to the grocery store, you guys. I, I braved it. I grew, I grew my own. <laughs> I grew my own in, in the in the pile of compost I have in the backyard. I'm growing other stuff, but not celery. So, in speaking about, um, could you hear that napkin? Rus- yes. rustling as I wiped the Bloody Mary j- droplets off my mustache. <laughs> you don't want to get it on your new mic. I do that in silence. Or on my new mustache. <laughs> I think we all have new mustaches now. Yeah, they're just in different places. <laughs> Everywhere. The, the other thing I was thinking about, though, as I was thinking about uh, the, how Manatee Michael like relates to the context of our current lives... I also was thinking how appropriate the music is. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. Because <laughs> Lone Lone Wolf is a he's a one man. He band, plays it right? all himself. Yeah, and that's just like so perfect. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. I saw him play at the bridge. It's crazy. I didn't yeah. know what to expect, but it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I couldn't make my voice sound like that if I like. I mean, I, w- I would have to put like 20 jagged, wet stones in my mouth. and <laughs> Maybe two. Maybe just two. <laughs> yeah. While smoking a cigarette through my nose. That's possible. That might work. I feel like he's somewhere between Howlin' Wolf and Tom Waits um, and all of us in quarantine. He's somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> he exists somewhere just like that. Oh, my God. Hey, do you know what I did during the quarantine? What'd you do? Just to torture myself a little bit more. I uh I quit vaping nicotine. No. Oh wow. What do you do now? Do you chew your nails now? No, I already did that. I did that while I was vaping. Oh. That I did that in between tokes. Wow. <laughs> Wait, so you're smoking weed now? No, I'm not smoking anything. I just thought, you know, we're stuck inside because of a respiratory illness. Yeah. Oh, smart. Why yeah. not hedge my bet a little bit? And uh, you know, it sucks. I still miss it. It's been like Three or four weeks, I fucking miss it. You're probably better off, man. Who knows what's in that shit? Right, right. I take a hard stance on that now. I know what's in it. (laughs) What's in it, Caleb? The souls of the millions of aliens that were tossed into that volcano. (laughs) They're Scientology pipes. (laughs) Scientology pipes. (laughs) You're smoking your own engrams, man. I used to vape weed, but I would feel like shit afterwards. It oh, so would, you're, I j- could tell. That's what I was going to ask. You're, that you don't do it that way anymore. No, nah, man. Full boycott, protesting, just joints, killing people. Yeah, that's it, man. Just flower. I'm not vaping anything. 
because it's killing people. It's giving them popcorn lung. My mother, God bless her, was talking about this five years ago, and I called her a conspiracy theorist, but she was right. Because people's vapes started mm. exploding in their bags. In their faces. <laughs> I thought about that, too. Like, I, I mean, I never had any issue with, with the battery blowing up, but I mean, when it's in your front pocket, like, it's pretty close to, you know, doing some real damage down there. Yeah. If it blows. Yeah, dude, watch out, man. Watch out. Keep keep those keep those jewels safe. <laughs> Not sullied, <laughs> the unsullied. Jewels. What is it? They said something like, um, like the fuel that's in like jet engines or something is in there or something that's chemically similar. I mean, I don't need to be huffing that. I don't even really smoke that often for it to affect me. But you see these people who are like really gunning it every day and they're Oh yeah. <laughs> they're incapacitated, like of any age. That's scary, dude. All right, wait. Everybody, stop talking for a second. Okay. We're be we've been invaded. Trixie, say hi. Hi. Oh my goodness. Hello. What do you got going on today? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Did you play outside? Yeah. Was it fun? Yeah. Were you out in the sun? Yeah. Did you see Stella? How is she? Good. Good. Do you have any online learning scheduled for later today? No. <laughs> I'll come visit your blue house sometime. Okay. What do you think about the oil prices? I have to go. I have to keep working. Okay, buddy. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> good job, Trixie. That was really good. Oh, dude, a barrel is zero. People are selling their oil. Yeah, yesterday it was like negative. So like if you wanted to get rid of a barrel of oil, you would have had to pay someone 10 bucks. It was yeah, like minus there's 10. There's no worth for it anymore. It's insane. The barrels of, of oil are like below zero. Who thought we would like combat the climate crisis by doing nothing? What does that even mean? It means there's nowhere to put it. So like right. if you had a ton of it and you wanted to get rid of it, you'd have to pay someone to take it. To take it, mm -hmm. which That's is crazy. So we should all be like online, brokering our own crude oil. <laughs> all becoming <laughs> oil barons after this. Put it, put it in your backyard. <laughs> put them barrels in your backyard, and then uh, I can I can teach you. I can teach an online class on how to build a backyard refinery. <laughs> Dude, I'm okay with it. Los Angeles has like the least amount of smog it's had in nine decades. Yeah, like, I saw it's that. Beautiful outside. It's really interesting yeah. that that happened so quickly. Like it just kind of dissipated. I'm not looking forward to being on the road with all these people. Ugh. Hopefully. Well, it may not ever happen. So. Oh, I thought you were going to Georgia. <laughs> oh, no. Caleb is. <laughs> Driving oh, up right. to Georgia this, this weekend to go bowling. <laughs> <laughs> it would take me a long time to get to Georgia. It's definitely not worth it at this point. Yes. Although they're you know, paying me to get gas, so they're paying me to get gas. They're paying me to fill my gas tank. I'm driving up to Georgia to go bowling. It's my new job, driving, taking gas. My new job is taking gas off your hands. <laughs> getting back those carbon emissions is my new job. I mean, I'm, I'm not getting unemployment anyway. No, and so the people on the front lines aren't making fifteen an hour, so there's I that. I might as well get me some gas. <laughs> Shit. Dude, Florida responded to 4% of 850,000 cases when it comes yeah. to unemployment. 4%. Yeah. Wow, what a success rate. 
DeSantis should resign. Not to mention that press conference where he put the fucking face mask on on top of his forehead. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Well, no, there's he, all these people around he him. He tried to like, put it on sideways. And the, the thing that's supposed to be around your ear was dangling below his chin. Yeah, just sitting there not being used. Like, dude, you don't it's, think that goes somewhere? He's he's like, you know, you know who DeSantis is? He's Kavanaugh's drinking buddy. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. He's, he's squibs. Or, oh, he's squee. 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 He's squee. He is. You can just see him. You can see yeah. him at the like, lake house. Squee. Just, just boofing bottle after <laughs> bottle of light beer. <laughs> I love this consonants. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Boofing beer after beer. Just boofing beer after beer. But, but we could have had Gillum. Oh, dude, and then we'd all be smoking <laughs> At crack. least he knows how to party. This is, you know, it wasn't him. It was his friend. It's guilt by association. You know, I still refuse. I refuse to accept the reality. Listen, I've been in some, I've been in some hotel he didn't rooms. Know. He's I've like, been... what is that? Are you smoking weed? And then he saw the shape of it, the smoke. It was and too was late. Like, and he was like, maybe just one little puff puff. <laughs> Did he partake? We'll never know. God, who so, knows? Boy, I my mean, friend has an awfully nice body. I never noticed that before. <laughs> so slender. <laughs> so he ripped. He never sleeps. What is that? <laughs> Jessica, did you write Manatee Michael while in quarantine? Absolutely not, dude. I wrote this before when we still could be outside. I, I was thinking a lot about guns because I have friends who have them and um, defend them. And I wanted to write a piece that kind of touched upon stand your ground and how that gets abused. <laughs> and also, um, the story had a few facts in there that kind of raised some red flags for me, like, oh, this man was racist. Like, this man was just going over to the house because <laughs> he didn't really like his neighbors or what they had going on. He, he doesn't like the way their food smells. Yeah, and you know, and I've heard that said by so many kind-hearted, well-meaning white people that I just needed to write about it, you know? You gotta um, wonder how kind those hearts really are. I mean, especially now with these, like, white nationalists protesting in the street so they can go to the fucking hair salon. Like, come on, dude. I will say this. My rats. Those guys need to go to the hair salon. <laughs> I <Or> mean... <laughs> Or at least, um, like, open one up in their own quarantine garages, because... I, there's just no sense of community, man. There's definitely a hairstyle for for white supremacists. I mean, there's barbershops that, that are still operating in Miami and Broward, I know that, but... Really? Yeah. Well, people are kind of doing it on the low like in their neighborhoods. Like, speakeasy barbershops? Yeah. Like, they'll put a tent out in their driveway, and they'll have, like, one guy with clippers and, like, the different, like, instruments for the fade or, like, different degrees, and then... As long as they duct tape those scissors to a six-foot-long pole, finally. <laughs> in the beginning, they just had a mask and gloves on, and now I'm seeing people straight up in hazmat suits, like, giving their buddy a fade. It's pretty great. Wow. Uh, yeah. Like, wow. we gotta keep it up, man, for the ladies, or Yeah, you gotta whatever. quarantine in style. <laughs> yeah. Have either of you guys used uh, Zoom? Oh, Jess, I know you have. Oh yes, God, dude, too well. many times. But so you know that there's that that editing tool that like smooths your face out. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, it's so weird. I always put that on. It makes it makes <laughs> me look like an avatar. Like yeah, anyone. It's so weird. 
It's really weird. It's so bizarre. My face is so smooth that it doesn't really do that much to mine. <laughs> Look at him. I can see it from here, man. Wow, glistening. I'm like Sam Shepard, like the morning after. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a rodeo clown. <laughs> look, I had been protesting all of it. I was like, I'm not wearing makeup. I'm not wearing bras. I'm not doing any of that. In the past two days, I just got bored and I was like, fuck it. I need some kind of sense of normalcy. So I need like aspects of patriarchy to, to comfort me. I need to come back mm. to it. That's nice, Jess. Yeah, That's nice. it was really great. Really warm and fuzzy. I've been putting on like war paint. <laughs> dancing naked around the dining room table. I'm just honoring the slaying of the slaying of the frozen pizza. Dude, how about Bernie resigning during Passover? Like who did that? That's anti-Semitism, dude. I'm pretty sure. That's pretty fucked up. I I'm mean, sorry, I heard blood and I pig's blood on the door. <laughs> blood over the door? Yeah. Blood I'm glad he door. got out when he did. I guess it was time, right? I mean It was it was a little weird, I think. It was weird. Somebody I, I, told him I something. Felt, I felt like the timing was weird because it felt like he was doing so much more at that moment than Joe Biden was in terms of connecting yeah. with the electorate and trying to help. Like they shifted all his campaign fundraising to raising money for uh, hospitals and Every research. candidate had an actionable plan like within this reality except for Biden. That's when Biden was like hiding in his no 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 malarkey bus learning how to ride the pole. <laughs> well, I told you about my friend who was calling him Joe Hyden because he was nowhere to be found like forever. I mean, he's still not doing anything. No, I know. He's I mean, still trying to like take back all that shit he did in the 90s and like walk back on all these you He's know, still figuring charges. out how to use a video camera. <laughs> I mean, I don't really want him to insert himself into trying to lead the nation through a pandemic when he's just a, a candidate. Right. Like, even if, even though we were mm, kind of mm. fucked with our current leader, like that's his thing. Right. And technically, he doesn't really have jurisdiction, you know, yet. Yeah. But I feel like there, there it's are wishful ways. wishful thinking. Like, I do think the stuff that Bernie Sanders was doing was actually pretty was pretty laudable practical it was practical and it wasn't he wasn't just making a, a distinction between himself and trump or himself and biden he was doing what i think he thought was the best thing he could do in that moment and it i didn't just feel seem like politically driven he's a senator though like he's he's a, an elected leader I, I mean that's that's true but i just feel like there's there's a gap in messaging right now and i don't know why i feel like democrats and we're talking about politics again but well, I feel what like else democrats, can we do democrats always do this they 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 step back in challenging times and they ask themselves um you know like what would john f kennedy do or something you know like <laughs> i'm i'm gonna write a really great speech for when all of this is over they they never like get dirty and i don't mean dirty like punching under the belt i just mean like getting their hands dirty and i feel like biden is so afraid of seeming uh to be um overreactive or unstable or 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 you know, that he, he loses an opportunity again and again to present himself as someone who has any ideas about anything at all. I think it's even worse than that. 
Like he has worse hubris than Hillary Clinton did going into this race, thinking he could just sit there and do nothing and all would be granted to him. Because he has all these kind of like really vanilla, like passive plans he lays out that are kind of... That's the thing. That's what I mean. Yeah. At a moment like this, it would be nice to see the Democrat who's running for president... To, to step out there and Stand for do something. something bold, like make a bold statement, even if it's just saying out loud that you think the way this is being handled is wrong, or even stepping out and, and saying the way that you think this is being handled is right, if you think that. I think you're on to something there. I don't think there's anything to gain for him or his campaign by saying this is being mishandled as we're going through it. There'll be time for that, like in the debates and whatever. I think if he says that now, it looks like an obvious political move and it's just not the time for it. I mean, it's going to fall on deaf ears either way. So, you know. But on, on honestly, it's not the time for it only for Democrats. It's the time That's for the it problem. for us, for the American the whole, people. This whole thing has been politicized from the beginning yeah. by, by Trump and by Republicans and by Fox News and all that other stuff. So like... It's just, I don't know, it's frustrating. Um, Finding out that that he still hasn't physically spoken or had any interaction with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez at this point was insane to me. That after Bernie falling out of the race, he's never even spoken to this person who is like a leader of the progressive faction of the Democratic Party, that he refuses, like he doesn't need to stoop to that level. Who is she? When she's speaking to people. He's not campaigning for progressive democrat he's not concerned he's, about black no. and brown people he at wants all, he wants moderate republicans to turn on trump and vote for him so honestly you, i feel like we're just going to see biden be, swing farther and farther right yeah oh absolutely there's no question and that that's always been a strategy in the close um presidential elections as you Win your nomination and then you dance your ass to the middle right. as much as you can. I mean, but, but like Biden is so far up the middle yeah. that, that he doesn't have... Yeah, that he has to actually go to the... Yeah. He, has he has to go to, go to the go right because right. the left is done with his bullshit. He, yeah, he's like, he's so far up his middle that he's inside out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's so terrible. There's something though about Manatee Michael that is that resonated for right now. And I actually thought you wrote, no, I knew you didn't write that. I knew. Oh, it was just before. But, um, uh, he felt like he really did feel like one of these guys who's going out and protesting the lockdowns. Oh, these militia men. I feel like a lot of people are misinterpreting, um, uh, what is that called? Oh, martial law with just becoming militant. Like, I don't think they understand Mm. the difference. Well, and I think it's an interesting, uh, I mean, I, th- I think what Trump is doing is, is like morally reprehensible, but I, I think it's actually a, a pretty <laughs> sound campaign strategy because, Ugh. because basically he's saying, he, he's, he's basically creating rallies for he's himself. He's supporting white nationalists. Without having rallies. But he's always supporting white nationalists. They're they're what his base is, really. So what do we have on tap for the next episode? Sarah Solomon Garcia. She's a rat lady. 
You know, like a lady. And is that written? Yeah. It's coming to you. It's he coming. physically writes his out. Before it's coming to your tube. It. It's coming to a tube near you. It's coming to your I tube. Wait. To your tube of despair. <laughs> Congratulations on your first uh, self-record. It was brilliant. Oh Thank yeah, you. we were concerned. We were very concerned. Yeah, we're we're all we're we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're all dying. Oh no, he's got the Rona. Jeez. Oh man. Well, yesterday was yeah. 420, so. Hashtag bump, bunker life. You want to do a little bonus content? <laughs> okay, wait. Stephen Moore compared these coronavirus protesters to Rosa Parks. <laughs> I know, but that's just... And a- Trump supported it. No, Trump actively supported this claim, Trump saying that they, there Rosa are injustices. Pa- there are injustices <laughs> to these people. Trump thinks Rosa Parks is like a dog park in, in Midtown oh my Manhattan. God. It's the Rose Bowl, but it's for poor people. The I- irony of somebody protesting authoritarianism with a swastika flag that says Trump Pence on it is, it, w- it would be like the funniest, it- it's like you, c- I mean. Don't tread on this, bitches. It's amazing. They're so It's amazing. Dumb. It's sad, but it's also like incredible because it means that people really don't understand what the what those terms are what those symbols mean historically or and they're co-opting uh, the language philosophically like they just don't know they just they think it's just protest yeah it's just a blanket protest against like government but they're still taking the checks yeah for real you know and they're and they're still you know they're still paying their insurance premiums like it's sad but it's it's like do you guys remember the tea party stuff uh yeah oh yeah it's that it's kind of that all over again but these demands seem even more insane to me like you well i i mean but i think the context is like the 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 stakes are have risen yeah they're the to same an extreme people. level they're the same i mean people. but they're the same people who are now jobless yeah and are now being told that they're not allowed to go bowling. And I think that even if that seems ridiculous to people who are trying to keep themselves safe for the sake of others. You know what else is bothering me? This kind of like martyrdom of people who are working on the front lines, like they're not hostages. Like poor mm. people and people of color who are working just because they can't afford right. to not work yeah. are somehow these saints like, oh, how lovely... No, they're they're doing this to survive. They're doing this for their families. Right. And among this, the Supreme Court is voting on the Dream Act and rescinding that. And there's the possibility that all of those people who are like registered nurses or working like in the medical field are going to be sent back to countries they've never been to mm-hmm. in the middle of all this. Right. I, I don't even know what the precedent is for that. I don't know how we're living like this right now. Well, there's no. <laughs> precedent i mean yeah uh, you know i mean this stuff is like is crazy these Um, white protesters though are driving me insane i know i i just i can't handle it i know i mean the thing is is that i saw this one gentleman (laughs) (laughs) that's very nice caleb uh like railing from his car about how he's not gonna 
bow down to the corporate masters and enrich them by believing in the virus that they created to topple the economy. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah. I think what people don't understand is that it's actually corporate America that Trump represents. Oh, dude, the millions of dollars in corporate bailouts? It's corporate America that wants people to go back to work because we are their indentured servants. And Mm -hmm. without us, they're nothing. I wish people could recognize the power that working people actually have. Mm -hmm. What's happened is that there's basically been a national walkout, Mm -hmm. a strike. And it's a strike... For the people who could afford it. Not just for people who can afford it, but like lots of people who can't afford it are not working. And that's what's hard. But I think there's a moment here where we can recognize how much power we actually have. As a group, we could say, we're not going back to work until you make it safe for us to go back to work. We'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see how many people... You would see things change. And instead of that, What we're having are people protesting, not going to work, and failing to realize that it's these corporate masters that they think are pulling the strings. That they're like passive... uh, Who do you think they work for? Participants in that, yeah, yeah. I just want to go and spend this stimulus check already instead of staying home and and holding the leverage that they have as workers. But they're not, you know, unions have been destabilized and... So much has been picked apart and deregulated. People don't even know the damage that's happened already. They're just like, yes, sir. Yes, absolutely. Can we get back to just mindlessly consuming? <laughs> Can we get back to just being a part of it all and working to barely make enough to scrape by? I mean, I mean, hopefully people are waking up to what this means. The reality is, is that people are out of work because of this thing. And everybody, um, mostly, they're, mostly they're everybody struggling. Lots of people didn't even get that weak-ass stimulus check. Oh, what is that supposed to pay for? Most people's mortgage is twice that much. Exactly. I mean, it's like, it's a, it's a, why aren't people seeing that as a slap in the face? The fact is, is that there are are other countries in the world that are on full lockdown and are paying their citizens, paying them to stay home, which is what we should be doing. We have the money. We gave, our treasury gave the bank, the banks, $2 trillion when the, when the, mar- when the markets crashed, when this mm-hmm. thing started. Mm-hmm. $2 trillion. It's the same amount of money that that entire re- relief package was. No, we volleyed to them. It's, like, it's not like the money isn't there. And they all knew, too. They sold their stock in January, but we didn't close anything until March. These people it's just knew. That, it's just that the money never comes to us. And yeah. that's what people should be mad about. And I would understand that. Those people, I wish those people would were out on the without were out on the street with masks, staying six feet apart from each other, and demanding that they be paid their wages mm. while they're out of work. And a, like a rent strike, like a major rent strike too. Yeah, exactly. That's happening All in bills. smaller communities, but it's unsustainable. As a people, we should have risen up and just stopped paying everything. Absolutely. How? How are we supposed to? You would see shit change much faster than it is. 
I hope people pay attention because I'm looking into what subscriptions I have and the jobs that I've held before and how they handled this crisis speaks to what kind of business they run and how they regard other human beings. Like the gym I was a part of, like didn't forgive anyone's fees, but at the end, after you cancel, you're given some ghost credit of two months where you can still use the gym. Like that's never gonna happen. This world's gonna be incinerated before I'm using the gym two months after I cancel. Or but also I'm dead. like and, also like know, those mortgage those mortgage forgiveness things. It's not mortgage forgiveness. It's No, it's a loan. Yeah. You're gonna have to pay it back with and interest. You're gonna have to pay it back. Yeah. And and you're gonna have to pay and you're gonna have to pay mm-hmm. it back right away. Mm-hmm. I'm paying um, everything right now. I'm paying all of it because I don't want to deal with that. And the thing is, those banks, yeah. which were just, which which who, who were just given two trillion dollars to try to make the to try to stabilize the markets, those banks, <laughs> all they would have to do, I- instead of making people pay that money back, all they would have to do is make your mortgage or your car pay- payment a couple months longer. Mm-hmm. If they put it on the back end, it wouldn't make a difference, right? But n- none of them are doing that. They want their money right away. Yeah, so because they, can they always want their money right away. It's like the airline in- industry. Oh, I forget they, how big their bailout was from Trump. Millions. They those motherfuckers with all their fucking baggage fees and smaller seats and all that shit. They've been making billions of dollars in profits for the past ten years, going strong. They could have gotten zero interest loans against the capital of their corporations and ridden this thing out in style. Instead, they're taking a bailout. Mm-hmm. A huge one. And that's what people should one of be the railing biggest against. Ones. Yeah. They took the bailout like within two weeks. Like mm-hmm. yeah. it wasn't like there was this sustained Loss. pressure on yeah. them. Mm-hmm. It was right at the the front of this. That's the first group of people we helped. But we meaning our government. I hope not a cent went to spirit, okay? That's the worst experience I've ever had in my life. <laughs> spirit. I'm sorry, but Southwest. Can close. Southwest can, can literally, if their planes were just like burst into flames and turned to ash. And <laughs> Fully ash, support. And the ash was blown off the face of the earth by a great godly gust of wind. <laughs> I would applaud. Uh, again with the consonants. Paying for a seat. When did this happen? It's not first class. You got me paying for a seat? It happened incrementally. All the airlines just slowly charging for stuff they didn't use to charge for. And then people And then just... overbooking. They're like pulling but humans. I'll tell you, my South that's the one and only Southwest trip I took where the guy sitting next to me threw up in my face. Oh. oh. <laughs> I didn't know this story. In my face. <laughs> His like quinoa f- salad from lunch was was in my mouth and up my nose. Oh, that's not too bad. And the <laughs> some ground beef and, and the stewardesses and stewards on the plane. What do you call them? Airline supervisors. What do you Waitresses call them? of the Flight sky. I, Flight attendants. Thank I, you. I, Gender neutral. Aisle hawkers. <laughs> they wouldn't let me get up out of my seat and like clean myself off in the bathroom and they proceeded to make fun of me they were like they were like someone got a vomit shower like <laughs> like literally they're making fun of me they were they were like sir sir you can't get out. it is against the law sir stay in your seat and then they would like look back at me and go someone got a vomit shower 
And I'm like, wow. I swear to God. Wow. Southwest Airlines can burst into flames and be blown off the face of the earth in a oh my God. godly gust. 